A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like it's going to be a mild day today compared to over the weekend. Daytime highs today expected to be around 71 degrees. Tonight down to 57 is our overnight low. A little cooler tomorrow for a Thursday. 68 are expected high. And Thursday evening, down to 56. Then we slowly start building momentum as far as temperature. Still in the 70s on Friday and Saturday, but back into the 80s as we get into next week. Welcome in, everybody. I'm the fabulous Farm Babe PM Yankee. Glad to welcome you to a Wednesday. We are going to be talking about folks that are feeding the world in our beef industry. Sarah Agna with the Wisconsin Beef Council is in with us. She is their nutrition and dietary specialist on staff at the Wisconsin Beef Council. And she's working very hard to make sure nutrition professionals have the clear facts about beef. That's just one of the conversations we're having this morning. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today. When hot weather strikes your cattle, milk production drops and feed intake decreases. Summer heat may also impact the viability of your herd's reproductive cells. Protect your bottom line this summer by adding BioVets Bovine Gold Light to your cow's daily ration. And keep the herd hydrated, maintain milk production, and keep your breeding program in check. Call now and they'll help you add Bovine Gold Light to your animal health program. 1-800-BIOVET1. 1-800-BIOVET1. BioVet. Innovation at work. It's summertime, and when you drive around, you see some of Wisconsin's natural resources. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and I'm talking about turkey and deer. Some of the deer aren't upright, but uh, there's still a lot of them running across the roads and across the ditches. And, Pam, we got some folks looking to do a, a deer study. What are they looking to find? Just numbers? Well, they actually are trying to come up with recommendations for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Fabulous Farm Bay PM Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And it's Wisconsin's Green Fire that have come up with these uh, suggestions. And it ranges in uh, p- targeted population numbers, and it also addresses continued battles with chronic wasting disease in the state. I had a chance to visit with one of the authors, his name, Tom Haugie, and he says the group that did the report is actually made up of a lot of retired folks that previously were in the conservation industry. Most of the green, Wisconsin Green Fire uh, members are probably reality is most of us are, are retired uh, 
natural resources professionals, some with expertise in wildlife, some in maybe air quality, some uh, water quality, soils, um, forestry, uh, the whole the whole gamut. Um, and we have many other uh, members who maybe didn't aren't didn't have their uh, careers in in resource management uh, who support us and stuff. But um, we're kind of out there trying to um, make sure that uh, we step back and make sure that science uh, and the best professional uh, available science is is brought forward to the conservation of our natural resources in the state of Wisconsin. Now, why did you folks decide to channel some energies towards our deer herd management and where we stand to date? Well, um, one of the one of the projects that uh, Wisconsin Green Fire has done uh, is to try to, every couple of years, publish a series of informational papers on a variety of different topics. And, and we've done some on, on, on water quality. We've done some on Wisconsin's power structure. Um, but um, deer is one that we felt that we needed to do. Um, as you well know, deer are just such a big part of Wisconsin's culture. I've said many times that, the, uh, and I know you're a big green and gold uh, packer backer, but the uh, second or third most popular color in Lambeau Field is blaze orange. And, and that's because um, deer are such a big part of our uh, Wisconsin culture. And there are storm clouds on the horizon uh, for our Wisconsin's uh, deer herd, and uh, there's some things that we need to step back and pay attention to and, and uh, start putting some energy into if we want to preserve things for the future. Tom Haugie's along with us. He's one of the authors of a new report out called Meeting Wisconsin's Deer Conservation Challenges. He's not alone. Keith McCaffrey, Dr. Michael Samuel, Dr. Robert Raleigh, Dr. Don Waller, and Adrian Wyde even have been a part of this uh, overarching uh, report as well. I want to go to one item that I'm not sure we spend a lot of attention on, Tom, and that is the number of hunters that we've got out there today and the next generation of hunters. This is something that you guys addressed within this paper. Yes. um, So deer hunters like, well, Wisconsin's growing older um, and deer hunters aren't immune to those demographic uh, forces. And um, deer hunting is something that requires some physical energy to get out there and, and do. And, and we've seen some slipperage in our hunter numbers. When I first started, uh, we used to commonly talk about there being 650, 660,000 licensed gun deer hunters out there. That number has slipped closer to maybe 600,000, maybe 10% or so that have um, uh, aren't out there actively participating uh, like they they used to. So we're not we're not replacing Wisconsin's deer hunters at the same rate that we're losing them, and and um, that's new for uh, Wisconsin. In the in the past, um, we generated we didn't have to worry about a su- new supply of hunters coming along. We kind of have to now, and that has implications in the case of deer because we count on deer harvest to manage our, our deer herds. And, and as we, we lose hunters, we lose not only the capability to manage our deer herds, but um, the other part of it is deer hunting is kind of like the Wisconsin Badger football team. 
it, it pays for an awful lot of conservation in the state. And so um, the fiscal resources needed for wildlife conservation and particular deer management start to erode as well. So that's a long-range concern that we need to keep our eye on. Right. Another concern that's cited in the uh, report in the paper is continued emphasis on chronic wasting disease. I said to you, Tom, that I think a lot of people in Wisconsin, deer hunters included, have had uh, CWD, chronic wasting disease, kind of turn into white noise. Uh, There are some recommendations within this paper that give guidance on what you, the group, would like to see happen in the future. Chronic wasting disease has been uh, identified by um, the National Organization for Fish and Wildlife Agencies, the group that's responsible for the the whole country's wildlife conservation, as the number one threat to uh, white-tailed deer herds, mule deer herds, uh, just deer herds in, in, in the country. 20 years ago, uh, actually, this February, coming February, will be our 20th anniversary of discovering CWD in the state. And this disease has gotten uh, nothing but worse in terms of uh, we now have it in the white wild white-tailed deer population in 33 counties. And where it's been around for the longest, its prevalence or the percentage of the deer herd that has the disease has steadily increased. Um, the number one thing that we need to be doing is we need to be starting to enact policies that will attack that prevalence and slow down the spread of the disease. We, we, we just, if we can, we want to keep it from going from the, where it goes 33 counties to all 72 counties. That's going to be hard to do and it's going to take action. I agree with you that CWD has been kind of forgotten, dismissed. It needs our attention. What other elements kind of resonate with you, Tom, on the recommendations from uh, Wisconsin Wild uh, Green Fire? Uh, What would you hope that uh, not just the consuming public, but hunters and DNR staff would take away from these suggestions? Well, um, this is meant to be a a step back. Take a look at what's affecting whitetail deer management sort of at the 50,000-foot value, just like agriculture does periodically and tries to figure out what's going on globally, what's affecting our markets. We need to do that every now and then uh, when we're looking at the uh, conservation of our wildlife resources and in particular white-tailed deer. Um, One thing that we point out is is that we do not have a long-term conservation plan for white-tailed deer in the state. So we kind of need to get up all the leaders in in a room and figure out what it is you know we want to do what's what what do we want to do and what how do we what actions do we want to take to make sure that we've got a healthy herd for future generations i guess another thing i would point out and you probably know this and a lot of your audience knows this is that uh, we got a lot of deer in the farmland areas of wisconsin one of the problems that's preventing us are our ability to start to maybe trim that herd back some. We've got some legislative restrictions in there that are limiting what um, can be used in terms of harvesting some of those deer. I think it's time to take a look at that and uh, take some other action. And I do think we ought to take a page out of the groups like Ducks Unlimited and Pheasants Forever where they've got dedicated uh, stamps that uh, people purchase in order to create a funding source 
for whitetail, well, in this case, for whitetail deer management. Uh, we simply have to invest in our whitetail deer herd if we want to protect it for the future. The paper is called Meeting Wisconsin's Deer Conservation Challenges. Tom Haugie, one of the authors along with us, talking about just a couple of the bullet points that they reveal uh, may be necessary to kind of keep that tradition, uh, keep that ecosystem in place. Where does it go from here, Tom? Is it simply suggestions? Is it just uh, another, I, I guess, opinion paper? Are you guys ready to start really pushing this towards those people with authority to start getting resources, start marshalling staff to address this stuff? We are a volunteer. We're a group of volunteers, so uh, we're not able to really set the agenda, um, but with uh, our pulling this paper together, uh, we are hopeful that uh, some of the points that we make in there resonate with people and groups, uh, legislators, uh, county deer advisory councils, Wisconsin Conservation Congress, um, and others will take up this, um, some of the points in this, in this paper and start to move them forward into policies that will help us in the future. Tell you what, if you are a Wisconsin deer hunter, if you've got uh, a young one that you hope will become a Wisconsin deer hunter, if you're just kind of enjoying them as part of our population, part of our scenery, you might want to take a look at Meeting Wisconsin's Deer Conservation Challenges. That's through Wisconsin Green Fire. We've got the details up on our website now, MidwestFarmReport.com, and that is Tom Hoagie along with us. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Just about everyone from all walks of life have passed through these doors, each with distinctive skills, dialects, stories, all with a couple of things in common, sense of community and the love of a comfortable spot to chill out. The Tasting Room Lounge, the perfect refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine, indoor or on the patio. Find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge, West Broadway, Monona. This is Jeff Dunn from Dunn's Import in Middleton. Impulse buying. Be careful. Have common sense. I hear a few times a year how we went to Chicago and bought this car because it was an unbelievable deal and I really love the color. Then the beating begins. We want to inspect your purchase before the money is on the table. So do you. We can help you with your import car decisions before it's too late. Call Dunn's Import in Middleton for a buyer's inspection first. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? 
Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On a Wednesday morning, it is time now for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Our man, Stu Mutt, joining us live this morning with some of the details I'm looking forward to. Temperature's already very moderate out there. Oh, yeah, we've cooled off quite a bit, of course. We have some rainfall all around the area. Just a few quick amounts, uh, nothing really showing up, Madison or Beaver Dam, but some very light rain. About 36 hundredths of an inch at uh, La Crosse, or three-tenths officially at Fond du Lac, although here south of town, I've got about 98 hundredths in my gauge, and I see Green Bay over an inch and a third already today. Well, there's going to be some rain, a cool front's dropping southeast. The band of showers still extending from La Crosse, Mauston, up into central Wisconsin, just about Fond du Lac, certainly Oshkosh, that will drop a bit further southeast. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. This is all about making a difference for those we serve. Countryside and Landmark are now a single cooperative that's all about being passionate, innovative, and going all out for members, customers, and each other, and all in on your continued success. Nothing will keep us from giving it our all, all day, every day, with the right solutions all the time. We are all Civia, and we are all together now. Learn more at ALCIVIA.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. See them at this year's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire booth b136 all right lots of business go ahead Stu. tell us about our forecast all right our compure financial ag weather update does include that rain today falling in central wisconsin cloudy skies showers even a thunderstorm redevelop here in southern wisconsin as well very upper 60s and low 70s coolest in the east and those winds out of the east become north a bit later about five to ten still cloudy a little light rain or an isolated storm lingering into the night 
Upper 50s and low 60s for lows. Northeast winds about 5. Mostly cloudy Thursday. Look for temps in the upper 60s, close to 70. Warmer at western Wisconsin. North winds about 5 to 10. Friday, partly sunny. Again, some very scattered showers or isolated storms building in for the afternoon. Mid-70s, getting back a bit closer to normal. Winds become southeast at 5. So, Pam, it is going to be a little cool the next few days, but some new rain still around. Could be a quarter to half inch extra even yet today. Wow. All right. Very good. Thank you, Stu. Appreciate that. Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Want to find out more? Visit Compure.com or a Compure office near you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Exciting news. Hi, I'm Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. We have spent many hours combing through our prices, and we are proud to announce that The Healthy Place now has the lowest prices you'll find in the nation on all of your favorite products. In fact, I'm so sure you can't find a lower price, I'll give you a $50 gift card if you do. Just shoot me an email, tim at findyourhealthyplace.com, and share the product you found. Our mission is to help you find your healthy place, and we never want cost to be a barrier in your health journey. The Healthy Place is committed to providing high-quality supplements and vitamins at the most competitive prices in the nation. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup, or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County, free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. When it comes to putting a room together, I'm brilliant. No idea where you come up with these things. You didn't put the room together. I can just scribble an idea down on a piece of paper and voila! You drew the room and handed it to a lazy boy interior designer. I don't know how I do it. These ideas just come to me. Your idea was to go to lazy boy. That's all anyone has to do. I mean, I'm not bragging. You're totally bragging. But a little planning and you could have a home that looks like this. Anybody can do that. It just takes a simple meeting with a lazy boy interior designer. It takes about an hour, then they take it from there. It just feels good to have it all come together like this. I can finally put my feet up and relax. You've had your feet up the whole time. It's time to order your custom designs for summer delivery. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks or Sally Ride, Bogart or Brando, you're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. 
or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson. Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. Bogart or Brando. You're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. Grant Bills, say it. It feels good. The Bucks Evo are in the NBA Finals. It does, say good. It does feel good to say that. I'm, I'm glad you had a start this way. This is nice. Has it set in yet? Has it finally hit you that the Bucks are indeed since 1974, the first time in the NBA Finals? I think it'll probably hit me tonight when Chris Paul flops on one of the first couple of plays and then I get really mad and and then I kind of lose this euphoria and now I'm just kind of competitive and I and I want to win. So that'll probably kick in tonight. It's wild. I've been watching the NBA for uh, about 15 years and the finals has always been this really exclusive thing that like, hey, that's what LeBron goes to. That's where the Warriors play. Like it, it was never in my like realm of possibility for my team and the fact that my love for the NBA, especially for the playoffs and the finals this time of year, now that the Bucks get to be a part of that, that's pretty cool because it's never something that I expected to happen. Grant, Nelson and I were kind of going down a trip through memory lane a little bit and uh, reminiscing when the Milwaukee Bucks did indeed draft the Anasid and Nakumbo. Nelly and I both had the same kind of thought. Who in the hell is this guy? And, oh, my God, another bust out of Europe somewhere. What, what did Grant Bills think? I remember at the time I was... You're, pretty, you're a little younger. Yeah, I think I was a freshman in high school. I couldn't say his name for like two years. I, and, I have spelled phonetically on a board in the studio. Yeah, like it was just a pride trying to say his name. And I, I think we were just as excited about their upcoming lottery pick, which turned out to be Jabari Parker. And we kind of had this image of, well, they'll have Jabari, and then they have this Greek guy whose name is taking us years to figure out how to pronounce. I, I always thought Giannis would be a small part of something maybe bigger if this team was ever going to win instead right. of being – the universe, like the center of the Bucks universe. So I, 
I can't remember being too excited or too upset. I mean, at the time, he was an 18-year-old, which is how the NBA draft often goes. Grant, are you a big like memorabilia guy or like uh, sports card guy? Uh, sports cards, no. I have a little bit. Like my grandpa, who passed away about 10 years ago, had a huge title towel collection. Like any towel the Packers have ever had. So I have some of those. Um, and some pictures and stuff, but not really, not too much. Why? So a fun fact with Giannis that I actually learned this summer was in his first year of of signing cards, he would actually sign the cards in his Greek spelling of the name because it was much shorter, and then he started signing it with the longer, uh, well, with with the African version of how he spells it now. So I guess his the first cards are probably more worth more than this. It's only he only did it for one year, wow. and they I've seen both of them next side to side, and it's a lot different looking. Wow! Hey Grant, we have a question for you uh, on Twitch from the King. He said, "Did Grant bleep his pants with excitement when the Bucks beat the Hawks game six? Yeah, I was watching. So here's what happened: uh, my my parents have a boathouse, so we were watching down there. And we were having beers all throughout. And then when they won, I had a buddy who was visiting as well for the night. I was watching with my dad. I stone-colded stone two beers, yes. threw the cans into my yard, and jumped directly yeah. in. Yes, and then jumped directly into the lake. That's what, what I did when the Bucks won. What? Um, I love a Grant yeah. Bills. Hey, Grant, so let me ask you. I mean, you've lost, <laughs> you, you are the gatekeeper of uh, the NBA, of all people I know. Like, you say and could tell people who what we can cheer for and what we can't cheer for. I saw, that on, I saw that on Twitter. So, Grant Bills, what are we thinking about this matchup with the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks? I know uh, what the Bucks are 0-2 this season in the regular season against the Suns. What, what are we expecting this uh, series coming up here? Giannis had 50-plus in one of those games. Today i got to go back and revisit those Phoenix games because I remember at the time they were a huge deal. Really close games, really like gut-wrenching losses. And i got to go back and revisit those today because it feels like so long ago now that we're, what, two months into the postseason, a month and a half into the playoffs. I love this series because nobody on either team has ever won a title. So just from that standpoint, I think the finals are awesome. These are two unique teams, bunch of players, bunch of teams that we've never seen. And it's a story in development, right? The Bucks over years, worked together with Middleton and Giannis and finally got the right combination, finally made it work. And then Devin Booker's been in Phoenix for a while, and it's finally his time to shine with a bunch of the younger players that they have. But also Chris Paul, who's never been to a final. So just from a fan perspective, this series is going to be awesome. I'm really excited to see... Brooke Lopez and DeAndre Ayton, two centers who have had such a good playoff so far, watching those two match up and seeing if it's advantageous for them to go big all the time with their centers or if they go smaller. Like, I think that's the, weirdly, that's the matchup I'm most excited about, especially with Giannis probably not going to play tonight. Can the Bucs do it without Giannis? Probably not for the full seven games, but Mm. I think they could win one or two, one of two or one of three to start the series without him, yeah. I mean, how could you not feel that way after what you've seen against Right? I was going to say, use your crystal ball. Use your crystal ball, Grant Bills. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Oh, it was so good to be in a room full of blue and gold jackets again. I got a chance to swing over to the FFA convention yesterday afternoon. I was their MC for their FFA State Award Banquet. Congratulations to all the proficiency finalists we recognized, as well as those folks that had career and leadership development events that were recognized, the CDEs. Now, the state FFA convention will conclude tomorrow 
at the Alliant Energy Center grounds tonight. It's a big night. That's when they'll announce the officer team for 2021-2022. Tomorrow, they'll announce the president of that officer team. want to remind you also that Aaron and Michelle are doing their very best to post pictures and give you updates from the site of the convention. You best follow along at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. That's right, I said Alcivia. That is the new name of the merged cooperatives, Countryside Co-op in northwest Wisconsin and Landmark Services Cooperative in south-central Wisconsin. The merger has been in the works for a while, and so was the name revelation. I got a chance to visit about this and what's ahead with Jim Dell, general manager for the new Alcivia. Jim, start by telling me about the name. How did you arrive at Alcivia? We did an extensive research project that included over 325 combined members throughout our organization and getting feedback from them as we started down this journey. And then as the process uh, gained, uh, gained traction, we uh, pulled together employee teams from across the territory as well as uh, the board of directors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as we worked through many of the processes, we got the names narrowed down and uh, uh, got selected to our Alcivia name. And Alcivia has really a nice meaning for us because bringing us all together now is is truly what we as a cooperative wanted long-term throughout this merger process. And Civia... Uh, part comes from our civil and uh, you know civility standpoint, standpoint uh, recognizing our strong commitment to the communities that we serve moving forward. And so uh, we're real excited about the name and how it uh, brings us all together, brings us together with our vision and our mission and our values. Jim Dell, President and CEO of Alcivia, formerly known as Landmark Cooperative and Countryside Cooperatives, now together as one, Alcivia. And Jim Dell says it's probably going to take a little time for all the trucks, the buildings, their equipment to reflect the new name, but uh, member patrons will be receiving regular updates in their monthly billing, and you'll also be able to go to their website, alcivia.com, for more, including Jim's formal presentation to the media on Tuesday. Together is always better. Countryside and Landmark are now a single cooperative. Our engaged employees are passionate about doing amazing things together for our members, for our customers, and for each other. Because together is what the cooperative spirit has always been about, and together is how we'll make the future even brighter than today. We are all Sibia, and we are all together now. Learn more at ALCIVIA.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. 
By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select John Deere equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Ashley Hewen is along with us on a Wednesday. Of course, you know he's with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. Let me spell that for you again. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. That's where you're going to have a chance to see a complete lineup of all the auctions that are happening, not just in Wisconsin, but around the United States. Um, Really major artery for the folks at Steffes Auction to reach out to that audience. Now, there's a couple other ways that you can kind of keep a hand in what's going on with the auction business, and that is also their upcoming catalog. Ashley, thanks for checking in with us. I'm glad uh, we're both back in the saddle after the uh, extended 4th of July weekend. Tell me about the catalog. For people that have never paid attention to that before, what is it? Why should we be looking forward to it? You know, so we're doing so many auctions nowadays that we've decided that instead of uh, sending sale bills out every day, that we're going to lump them together and we're going to do catalogs, and we're doing them four times a year. So, of course, we had a spring one that had 150 auctions in, and now we did a, a second spring, or a first summer, and now we're doing a late summer. And this late summer one's going to have about 60 featured auctions in it. And those auctions are going to take place uh, now till, uh, say, the end of September. And then we'll have a fourth catalog coming out after harvest. Wow. That's a lot, so of, a lot of it, information. It, it is. So uh, if you're having an auction with us, of course, it's going to be in the catalog. You get your own section and page. It's going to have some pictures uh, featuring your items and the short description of when and all that good stuff. You know, that's one thing I wanted to ask about and talk a little bit about, Ashley. Some folks may be out there saying, geez, you know, I really don't have a lot of things to hold an auction on my own. You allow, there. you've got consignment auctions that are kind of going on almost all the time. Tell me a little bit about that. Right. So we do two online consignments every month and they end the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. So equipment selling on those auctions are going to be Anywhere in the upper Midwest, uh, the consigner's phone number is on there so they can take the calls and explain the equipment as far as shape and history and those kind of things. And then the bidding is done all online right off of our website. Man, it's an amazing website, Ashley. That's steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or call their Wisconsin representative at 920-442-5677. While Wisconsin farmers are feeling better about their crops after rains over the past couple of days, 75% of our corns called good to excellent. That's up six percentage points since last week. 71% of our soybeans called good to excellent. That's a three percentage point increase in a week's time. Markets have turned the corner after a bloodbath yesterday. December corn overnight up a penny and three quarters at 5.41 and a half. November soybeans are up 32 cents right now at 13.37 and July wheat's up six at 626 a bushel the fluid milk contracts for august are up 11 right now at 1670 a hundredweight september closed 16 cents lower at 1712 a hundredweight barrel cheese on tuesday was up a penny at 151 40 pound block cheese that gained six and three quarters cents yesterday to 162 and a quarter don't go anywhere the wisconsin beef council stops by the studio in just a moment right here on the midwest farm report
You might think you're just pushing it, but speeding is dangerous and getting busted is expensive. Fines double in work zones. Just five miles over, that can cost you more than $200, or maybe worse. Every year, work zone crashes cause injuries and deaths, but it doesn't have to be this way. Together, we can all save lives. Do your part. Eliminate distractions and mind your speed. Every driver makes a difference. Sponsored by the Wisconsin DOT. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed, until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. So you've got a bigger project that you're looking at this year. Well, guess what? McFarland's is your partner for success. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City or online, McFarland's.net. I'm talking about the bigger pieces you're looking at. The brush cutters, the pull-behind mowers, balers, tedders. Guess what? McFarland's has got the selection you're looking for, plus they service everything they sell. Go to the store, 780 Carolina Street, or shop online as well, McFarland's.net. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's time again for Checkoff Chat. That's right. It's your beef checkoff dollars at work. Research, education, and promotion of great tasting nutritional beef and the story of how it's produced. It's brought to you in part by the Wisconsin Beef Council. Find them online at beeftips.com or through social media, Wisconsin Beef Council. And of course, the partnership with Equity Cooperative Livestock. They're happy to help sponsor these checkoff chats. Visit equitycoop.com for all your livestock marketing needs. Joining us today is our nutrition specialist with the Wisconsin Beef Council, Sarah Agna, is along with us. And we are finally starting to see more and more conferences come back online, uh, festivals and events. And Sarah, you've already been busy. I want people to understand, we talk a lot about the great nutrition of beef. And for a lot of folks, that's common knowledge. You are working in circles where people that advise others on their diets and pay very close attention to the balance in a meal. You're circling in those areas talking with people. Tell me about the recent School Nutrition Association meeting and what audience you found there. Yeah, thanks, Pam. Yeah, I am so excited to be back out in person with people. Um, I'm kind of over this virtual stuff, but it's what we had to do for a little while. Um, But this Tuesday, I was in the Wisconsin Dells at the School Nutrition Association conference. This is the first live conference I've been to this year, and this involves all the school nutrition professionals. Um, that come together, and it's a three-day conference for them, and I go and represent at our um, at their expo. So I set up a booth 
with nutrition information, um, recipes, um, recipes specific to school nutrition. Um, we've got a new poster that we have this year, um, kind of like the milk marketing board with their Play 60. We've got a Power of Protein poster that we offer to all the schools as well, too. So it was a good group of people, and they had a good attendance, which was awesome. Now, these aren't, you're not just talking to a bunch of lunch ladies, though, are you? Um, yes, uh, some of them are, but some of them are other dietitians um, that are the school nutrition um, directors of each of the schools. So we're getting everybody, you know, tons of people throughout the state of Wisconsin. So that's the great thing about this conference is I'm reaching all those school nutrition professionals all throughout the state. Well, and, you know, I have got to give it to those lunch ladies and anybody that's trying to administer the school lunch program. They mm-hmm. have got a lot of hoops that they've got to jump through to make sure that there are nutritional guidelines met. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about the conversations you have with those folks about that type of challenge, Sarah. Oh, definitely. You know, they do have to follow um, standards and rules regarding, um, you know, the nutritional value of the foods that they're serving. Um, so it is very strict. Things change a lot, um, so there's a lot of confusion um, with these um, professionals. So just talking to them specifically about beef, you know, what's the serving size, what's the nutritional value of beef, and um, some of the alternatives. Like one of the, um, I got a question about, um, you know, a beef, you know, chub. You know, they're asking me, how can I just split this into, you know, hamburger patties? What would be the serving size? So I tried to help her with that. Um, So I'm having those kind of conversations. And then it was really rough for them last year because kids weren't in class. So they had to figure out how to provide lunches um, to students at home. Um, so I, you know, I I definitely um, am super thankful that they were out they were out there doing, you know, continuing to do their jobs during COVID um, to feed all the students throughout the state of Wisconsin. Did beef fill a need for them in COVID? I mean, I'm like you just said, hamburger patties would seem like a pretty easy uh, one-kid meal kind of option that you can send home with families. Did they say anything about how beef fit their needs during the pandemic? Yeah, they were doing things like um, hamburgers. They were doing meatloafs. Um, you know, they're still doing some casserole dishes. Um, but most importantly, some of, um, the, our schools actually use their beef in the classroom grants to purchase beef to supply families in the area. So they would buy, um, a certain amount of ground beef and they would, um, distribute it to the families. Boy, that is a direct impact on our consumers for sure. If you're just joining us, Sarah Agna, along with us, she is uh, the nutrition specialist on staff with the Wisconsin Beef Council, and we're talking about her experience with the School Nutrition Association recently in Wisconsin Dells. So let's talk a little bit more about the constraints that some of our school nutrition professionals, I'm not going to call them lunch ladies anymore, some of the constraints that they face. Um, Do they have any concerns? Were there any issues raised, number one, about the expense of beef in the school lunch program? Number two, many of these schools don't have, um, shall we say, fully-fledged kitchens like they maybe once did. Did any of that change in the pandemic? Tell me a little bit about that, Sarah. Yeah, I did hear a couple people say, you know, they wish they had more beef um, in their school, and it's cost. 
Um, we know, you know, beef is a little bit more expensive than all your other proteins. And then another uh, big key thing that I was hearing from people and what they need and want is to be provided with more um, local resources. So going back to the farm to school aspect, you know, it's, it seems to be so easy to do farm to school when it comes to produce. But when you're talking about protein, there's a little bit more, um, they have to jump through a couple more hoops. So, you know, I am collecting people's information and trying to follow up with them um, to hook them up with local producers where they can start purchasing, you know, beef from their area, which more and more schools want. Huh. Well, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, maybe we will get some of those face-to-face out at the farm exchanges back online for 2021. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that follow-up you mentioned, Sarah. So how do you use that information, that exposure, being at that uh, trade show, at that conference? Uh, What does that do for you and in turn our beef producers down the road? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've been going to this conference for six or seven years now. People recognize me. Um, they they seek me out to say hi. They know they can always reach out to me for resources. A lot of the school nutrition um, professionals have other. They have chapters throughout the state, so they utilize me to do presentations. We've even done a farm to fork tour with um, one of the one of the chapters, which is awesome. Yeah, keeping that dialogue going, that just is so critical. Now, I know that you're a part of uh, the Dietary Nutrition Association as well. Do they have plans for getting together this summer? I mean, that's another one of those valuable networks that you are a part of uh, that can introduce people to the health benefits of beef and really clarify some misinformation they might be exposed to. Yeah, they had their conference virtually in March, so we weren't in person But I was able to do a, we were a sponsor of a snack break. Mm -hmm. So I did a beef snack. It was a roast beef um, snack idea that I did a cooking demo for. So that was great. So hopefully next year we'll be in person. Boy, it is always easier to learn when you're face-to-face. Sarah Agana, she's the face you would see if you were at the recent School Nutrition Association meeting or when you see upcoming events, those uh, farm-to-fork opportunities face-to-face on the farm, or if you just need some recipe ideas or nutrition information, Sarah's the gal you would turn to. You can find her, of course, as you can with all of those recipe ideas and staff connections on beeftips.com, Wisconsin Beef Council, on social media, and I really do encourage you to dive a little deeper when it comes to those recipes. If you're looking for a change-up this summer uh, with the kids around, they've got it for you at beeftips.com. And that is our checkoff chat, brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. And remember, dairy producers, that involves you as well, and by our friends at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Association, proud sponsors of checkoff chats. Remember, visit them at equitycoop.com for 